Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Dupe Show. I'm your host, RJ Dupree. This is episode number 36 of The Dupe Show. The greatest imaginary producer in all the land, Danny, bringing us in with a little hip-hop beat. Hip-hop beat for today's show. Once again, this is episode 36 of The Dupe Show. It is Friday, January 26, 2024. That means... The NFL playoffs are well underway, and it is championship weekend. And we will definitely talk about that here in just a little bit. But before we talk about the NFL playoffs, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of these coaches and coaching carousel, if you will, that's gone on in the NCAA. Now, first off, if you've ever followed me on X, which you probably should, show de dupe, that's show, D-E-D-O-O-P, because my original amazing Twitter profile got the boot years ago. So now we have show de dupe on X. Check it out. You will know that I'm a huge Nick Saban fan. Man crush material. Nick Saban is the GOAT. Nick Saban surprisingly announces his retirement about 10 days ago. And I have a soft spot. Danny, did you know I have a soft spot for, like, retirement? When when my favorite athletes crush for so long and then retire and ride off into the sunset, I mean, like, I need one of those little tear tattoos because it brings a tear to my eye. I'm so happy for those people that can absolutely crush a career, do it, do it right, and retire and live a peaceful life with wife and grandchildren or whatever it is. And that's what Saban's going to do. So I had a little bit of a heartfelt moment for Saban that kudos to you, man. You did it. Congratulations. Go enjoy retirement. But some of the things this guy's done, obviously, uh, what, a seven, eight-time national ch- champion, uh, won at LSU, put LSU on the map, basically. Uh, LSU wasn't all that before he got there, right? I mean, they were good. They were okay. As a matter of fact, they probably have about 20 combined conference national titles. If you put them together, about 20. Not bad. Not bad. But Saban really put them on the map to where they can play with the big boys year in, year out. Not only did he put LSU on the map, he revived Alabama, obviously. Alabama went through a lull before Nick Saban got there. We all remember that. And before that, even back in the day, he put Michigan State on the map, right? I mean, Michigan State was nothing in football until maybe Nick Saban arrived. Now, not only did he put all those schools on the map and revive Alabama, he put Michigan State on the map, he put LSU on the map, he revived Alabama. Not only is he the GOAT of all that, he created the SEC Conference. And he almost created the storm that we have today that is NCAA football. The storm that he himself kind of hates. He's almost responsible for creating it. Because he was such a stud at Alabama, it brought the entire level of the SEC up a whole bunch. I mean, the SEC was pretty good back in the day, right? I mean, we all knew the SEC was good. We all knew the SEC was the place where athletes wanted to go because of the nice weather. You know, you got to dodge some storms in February and March. But 
for the most part, that's where the athletes want to go. A lot of those cities are out in the middle of nowhere, a couple hours drive from any big city. But we get it, right? Gulf Coast weather is cool. Southeast Conference athletics is cool. But it was made a lot cooler by this man, Coach Nick Saban. The GOAT. So kudos to that guy. His X's and O's were amazing. The way he could uh, turn an athlete's mind into a perfect athlete's mind. I mean, I've talked about this before on X. Athletes search for a perfect... For this impossible perfection. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Danny. They're searching for this impossible perfection. And Nick Saban understands that. And he gets the absolute best out of his athletes physically and mentally. Those athletes understand they're searching for this perfection that doesn't really exist. But they're going to strive every day. Every day to find it. They're going to be focused enough every day to find it. They're not going to focus on anybody talking smack around them. They're going to be focused on them, their priorities, their team, and their accountabilities. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's so old school. So old school, in fact, that I'm surprised not all these coaches are just ditching the NCAA because a lot of that stuff is a thing of the past. Responsibilities, accountabilities, uh, pride in your school, pride in your team, becoming quickly... A thing of the past. We have huge all-star, all-American type players just playing for their third team. Sixth, seventh year of eligibility. One dude we just, I saw the other day, he's got his ninth year of eligibility. They said he's played nine years in college, getting a free education and a free education and a free education, and he's not a doctor yet. I mean, I get it. I kind of did that philosophy myself where I went about six and a half years, and I too... Am not a doctor. But nine years of eligibility, holding up the spots for other athletes. We all knew that would happen uh, with all this transfer junk. We all knew that happened when they gave him an extra year for COVID. It holds up the spots for other athletes. Dylan Gabriel, he's on his third school now, about mm, six year of eligibility or something. I don't know. He's been a starter at Central Florida, OU, and next year he'll be at Oregon. Holding the spot. Of another well-deserving athlete. College sports is whack, y'all. Absolutely whack. And I uh, I see a lot of the old school coaches getting out of it. Jim Harbaugh wins the national title for his alma mater, the Michigan Wolverines. And he's out. Out of here. Going to go take the big pile of paycheck. The big pile of money waiting for him in Los Angeles. He will be the next head coach of the Chargers. Gets to hang out with Herbert, see if he can get things going there uh, in a very, very tough division. Um, But it will be fun to see Harbaugh back in the NFL, see if he can get things going for the Chargers. And uh, Inglewood always up to no good. And I know Harbaugh, he's mentioned it before as well, the NCAA's lost their minds, and it's becoming tougher and tougher to be able to coach in that atmosphere. If you want to teach kids about responsibility and accountability and your your providing organization doesn't believe in any of that, it's awful tough to do. But shout out to those guys. They're off and running. But big shout out to Nick Saban, the GOAT. Love that dude. Go enjoy retirement. 
This music is loud today, Danny. You got it cranked up. Let's turn her down a bit. There we go. Thanks, buddy. Now, you know, on X, I saw a message the other day. It said, Danny sucks. Bring back DJ. Danny, do you know anything about this? Yeah. Well, you better shape it up because people are listening, my friend. People are listening all around the world. They're listening to the Dupe Show. We've got listeners in Spain, in Mexico. We've got a ton of new listeners down here in Dallas, so we appreciate that. Thank you for pressing like and subscribing to the Dupe Show. Danny appreciates that. His paycheck's going to get a little bigger for every subscription we can pull. So uh, he's liking that, and we don't have to ship him off to California, off with Lincoln Riley, where DJ went. No, no, Danny's here to stay, folks. He does not suck. I have Danny's back. I'll pick on him. We have a good time. But no, he's here to stay. All right, what else we got, Danny, on this outline you've given me? Oh, playoff coaches in the NFL. Yeah, playoff coaches in the NFL. It's so weird to me that social media and the news writers of America are just ready to fire everybody. Fire everybody. I mean, you can get to the final four in the NFL, and they're going to hate you. Get out of here. You're done. We got coaches like McCarthy, Boyles, Belichick, all these dudes. Belichick, I haven't seen the playoffs in a little while. But anyway, uh, uh, Seriani in Philadelphia, right? These are incredible coaches on incredible runs. They just had eh, a clunker of a playoffs. What happened to Philadelphia is inexplainable. But they didn't have to put up with a lot of injuries, this and that. And it, maybe the league has figured them out a little bit. But time will tell. You can't fire a dude on, like, just six or seven weeks of randomness. By the way, they're very capable of just bouncing right back and winning the NFC next year. McCarthy, done a great job this year for the Cowboys. Do you want to fire that guy? The social media does. Everyone on the planet does. Oh, my God. You can't win a playoff game. Let's get rid of this guy. I think he can win a playoff game. I don't think the recipe for winning a playoff game is bring in a whole new staff and let's start over. I don't. I think you've got to give these guys some time. Some time to work together, blah, blah, blah. Speaking of working together and having time, Dave Canales has now been uh, added to the Carolina Panthers. He is their head coach. He was the offensive coordinator at Tampa Bay, revived Baker Mayfield a little bit this last season. And Baker Mayfield will now be on his like 47th offensive coordinator in the NFL coming up because this one is gone as well. He's now the head coach in Carolina. So I get it. When your team stinks, sure. Wreck the coaching staff, bring in a new one. But if you're making the playoffs and you're playing pretty decent, I don't understand it. Sure, you want to get the national title or the world championship and bring in a coach that'll do that and get you over the hump. But it's just not always feasible. Like, people don't understand. Only one team wins a championship. It's hard. It's hard, y'all. It takes a lot of work. <sighs> McCarthy's fine for the Cowboys. He really is. He's fine. Now, why they laid an egg in the first round of this playoffs when they were a nine-point favorite to Green Bay, I have no idea. Why they weren't really prepared, why Green Bay was prepared more, I have no idea. It didn't make sense. Why the best defensive coordinator on the planet, Dan Quinn, got absolutely throttled, got smoked 
by Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers? I have no idea. But I can tell you this, Dan Quinn is still one of the top defensive coordinators on the planet. He is still sought after to be a head coach by half the league. Do you want to fire him because he got smoked in the playoffs? Probably not. But there's some news writer out there that I guarantee you wrote the article. Fire Dan Quinn! <laughs> Incredible. While we're talking about NFL, let's look at the NFL brackets. NFL playoffs, this is championship weekend. The Detroit Lions will be taking on the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC. And the AFC, we have the top seed Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Did anyone have the Chiefs here? Nope. I mean, some people did. I did not. But if you follow me on X, which you probably should, show day dupe. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Dupe Show, just like the name of the podcast, The Dupe Show, where we try to talk sports, have a little bit of fun, whatever. A little bit of poker thrown in there, blah, blah, blah. Hit me up. But if you follow me on The X, I did talk about several times how that if Kansas City could catch the football, they would be dangerous. I mean, we all know about their woes throughout the season of the receivers. Drop, 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 drop. Clang, clang, clang. Even Travis Kelsey got into the dropsies party throughout the season. Like, it was crazy. By the way, some of these guys, I think their eyes are bouncing. Maybe they need to go see the trainer and get some softer feet. Danny, did you know that, like, as an outfielder, if you're running after a ball and you see, you look up and you see the ball in the sky and it's bouncing a bit, the ball's obviously not bouncing in the sky, but as you're running, it's bouncing a little bit and your eyes can't quite focus on it correctly. Sometimes that will happen to a receiver that's running. Now, the number one reason for that, the main reason, in fact, possibly the only reason, is because your feet are hitting the ground too hard. So if you have soft feet and you're gliding across the outfield as you're going to get this ball, you can look up and you can see the ball correctly. It's not going to be bouncing at you. I think the Chiefs may have hard feet syndrome because they at catching the football all year. Go to the trainer. Make sure your feet are soft. Go do all the soft feet drills you can possibly do to make sure the ball's not bouncing on you. I need you to see the ball. I need you to see the X catch the football. They started catching it, and by golly, they have found their way to the AFC Championship. Dangerous indeed when they catch the football, courtesy of all-world, all-goat, all-amazing quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Not goat, not goat. We, we, do, we do not throw around that word lightly on the Dupe Show. Okay? There's, there's like three goats in the planet. Okay, I could come up with more than three, but Mahomes not quite there yet. On his way. Brady's the goat. What else is there to talk about in this bracket? Baltimore Ravens love him. Lamar Jackson love him. Loved him back in college. I can watch this dude play since day one. Day one, the dude's a baller. And he was absolutely toying with people last week in that uh, divisional game against the Texans. He, he was hitting the X button like it was PlayStation. Spinning on people, hitting the brakes, watching them fly by. It was incredible. Speaking of light feet, that dude's feet, they're hardly on the ground. I mean, they are amazing. Amazing. That dude's running off feathers. Hitting the brakes. Ah, there goes three linebackers. Ah, spinning on defensive backs. By the way, they're some of the best athletes in the planet. 
He was making them look silly. Making them look silly. It was awesome. Oh, and not to mention, the Big 12 didn't want Louisville. Ha! <laughs> Every time I think of Lamar Jackson winning that Heisman Trophy, I think of the Big 12 telling Louisville no. And look at where we are today. Anyway, that's a story for another day. What else we got? Let's move to the NFC. The Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, the one seed and the 49ers, they can play. Brock Purdy can get it done. Oklahoma Sooners, being a fan of the Sooners, we remember those Iowa State teams that were pretty darn tough. One of them absolutely thumped Baker Mayfield and one of the very highly ranked Oklahoma Sooner teams. That team happened to have Brock Purdy and David Montgomery. David Montgomery, also in the final four of the NFLs, he's the running back for the Lions. David Montgomery and uh, Brock Purdy could play in college. I got to see those games up close, and those guys caught my attention way back in the day at Iowa State. They could play. As a baller, they could get it done. And it doesn't surprise me at all to see them getting it done at the next level. Here they are meeting in the NFC Championship, San Francisco and Detroit. Let's see. Now, when it comes to picking these games, Danny, I, I'm pretty chalky. I'm pretty chalky. And, and not to mention, I'm going to be mad if I don't get to see a 49ers-Ravens Super Bowl because they're the best teams. That's who I want to see. I want to see the Ravens take on the 49ers. Albeit scam or not, scripted or not, whatever, I don't care. We can talk about that at another time. I don't care about scripts. I care about the good teams getting there. That's what I want to see. 49ers, Ravens. Now, the Lions would be a fun story. It would be cool to see them get there. But I'm still not all the way sold. Here they are sitting in the final four of the world's greatest football league. And um, I'm still not totally sold. It could just be because they dumped my survivor uh, Thanksgiving week when they laid an egg at home to Green Bay after they had laid an egg the week before to Chicago. Now, they're still capable of laying those eggs. And I really don't trust Dan Gam- uh, Coach Dan Campbell and some of his analytics. We all know analytics are great when you're trying to get into the playoffs in a 17-game season. Analytics are great. You can use the mathematical skills to try to get you into the playoffs in a 17-game schedule. But analytics can kill you in a playoff game when you have to win not seven or eight games, but this game. You have to win this moment, this game, right now. Analytics can be very, very dangerous in that moment. You go for it on fourth and four in that moment and don't get it, and boom, season over, no championship for you. Right? It only takes once to wipe out the season in the playoffs. Math doesn't mean near as much when one wipes you out. So I got to be a little bit careful, although last week, Dan Campbell in his opening drive, I don't know, I don't remember if it was opening drive or not. It was early, it was early, but he was in a battle. He was in a battle with Tampa, and he recognized that Tampa was going to be a game, and uh, in a spot where he might normally go for it, they kicked a field goal. And then I was like, "Uh uh-huh, maybe Campbell realizes that the playoffs are a little bit different. Maybe he's on to that. So I don't know. I'm keeping an eye on Detroit. I don't trust them just yet as far as being able to win this game. I know they're kind of this sexy pick or whatever, but I'm not with them. I'm taking San Francisco. I'm taking Baltimore. I am all chopped, baby. I want to see the big boys get to the Super Bowl, and let's bring it. Let's see. 
Oh yeah, some of the travesties of the playoffs. We always have our travesties of the playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins failed to get off the bus. Absolutely failed to get off the bus. It always happens in the playoffs. Somebody's guaranteed to do that. And uh, Dolphins, sure, you got stricken by the minus four degree weather in Kansas City. I get it. But go run the football. Go run the football. Go pound it at them like you know you can. That coach is known for pounding the football. He basically created the San Francisco offense. You can pound the football. When's a better time to pound the football? When it's minus four degrees. They didn't really do it. They got their butts beat. They gone. Cowboys just picked a terrible day to lay an absolute egg. They got absolutely bullied by the Green Bay Packers. And I didn't think the Green Bay Packers were capable of bullying anybody. Sure, they've been playing great. Sure, Jordan Love's been like one of the top quarterbacks the last half of the season in the entire league. But capable of bullying the Dallas Cowboys? No. No way! I didn't think it would happen. I cannot believe it. Still can't believe it. In fact, that leads me to the playoff shout-outs. Also, if you've been following me on Twitter over the year, you know that I am not, not a Matt LaFleur fan. I think he's hot garbage. But when he left Tennessee, he didn't know how to get King Henry the ball. Derrick Henry became an absolute superstar after Matt LaFleur left Tennessee, after he left Derrick Henry after he stopped being Derrick Henry's offensive coordinator, Derrick Henry became the superstar that he should be. He got the rock. Now, he went to Green Bay. LaFleur goes to Green Bay. He doesn't give the ball to his rock star running backs there either. Aaron Jones and uh, uh, the big dude from Boston College that they drafted in the first round as a terrible draft pick, but he's a stud. They don't give him the ball. Aaron Jones, some of the lightest feet in the world. love watching Aaron Jones. And Alvin Kamara, I have said for years that those two might have the loudest, the lightest feet in the world, and I enjoy watching them. Aaron Jones is a stud. Throughout the years, LaFleur has not used Aaron Jones as a stud, like he should, even though he led the league in touchdowns like two, three years ago. And he's been close to that several times. So, I don't like LaFleur and the way he's used these running backs, but... He went into these playoffs taking on Dallas in Dallas and said, we are going to bully the Cowboys. Aaron Jones must have walked into the coach's office and said, LaFleur, I'm coming off of an injury. I feel great. I want the rock. Because that's exactly what they did. Green Bay's defense bullied the Cowboys. Aaron Jones got the rock. He looked amazing. And he toted the Green Bay Packers into a divisional round by thumping the Cowboys. Jordan Love played great. Aaron Jones put on a show. Cowboys dead. And it's becoming the ordinary for the Cowboys. We talked about that a little bit in the last episode. It is the ordinary for the Cowboys now to put on a show during the season, get there, and absolutely crap down their legs in the playoffs. Now, why these guys are so wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, holy cow, it's the playoffs, did you see how they played? Dak. Dak was a nervous wreck. CD was griping at people. The offensive line was distraught. Like, I don't get it. How can you get so nervous 
nerve-wrecked, whatever you want to call it, in a playoff game as a professional athlete. Preparation is built. Excuse me. Confidence is built through preparation. I had to tell my 7th graders that all the time, just taking a test. It stands true in the NFL. Confidence is built through preparation. These guys should have been prepared and ready for this moment, and they were not. They absolutely poo-pooed all the way down their leg, and they never had a shot. They were just standing there looking around, starstruck by the moment. And these dudes are way too good for that. Now, we were put on a little bit of a false hope by a bad schedule that was just unprecedentedly bad. There was six weeks of that Cowboys schedule where it was Giants, Commanders, Panthers, like, oh my gosh. It was unprecedentedly bad. And then Dak and the Cowboys, of course, go off on a massive heater and make themselves look amazing. And I think it gave us false hope for the playoffs for the future of the Dallas Cowboys. That false hope led us to believe they were set, they're ready to go, and they get in the playoffs. Wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, and get absolutely smoked, manhandled by the Packers. Now, we wanted to get into some X headlines. We wanted to get into some uh, NBA notes, but we're going to hit that next week as we now went 25 minutes for episode number 36. This episode will be in the box. I'll shoot it out later today. Thank you guys so very much for listening to The Dupe Show. We got to get out of here. I got work to do, real live work. We don't have any sponsors today, Danny, so I got to go to work. This has been episode 36 of The Dupe Show. He's Danny. I'm Dupe. RJ Dupree, we out.